Well, hello, everybody, and welcome to a very special bonus episode of We Podcast and We Know Things. My name is Greg Hall, and alongside of me, as almost always, the best damn voice in the business, Sam Matura. How about them cowboys? (laughs) We are here in Galloway, New Jersey, for a very special bonus episode with the Butter King (laughs) of Vent, Dom Maggi. Dom, thank you so much for taking the time to be with us today. No problem. Thank you, guys. Of course. We had to throw in how about them cowboys. I told you I heard something. I heard you're a Cowboys fan and had to rub it in a little bit. Yeah. This year was a bit of a weird year for me. I mean, it was weird to root for them too much. It was weird to... Just abandon them. Yes, yeah. I mean I don't know. Well, of course I, you're, I get you get for a constant. I mean, well, we're in the Philly area, of course, and you know, being near Philly, we got to rub it in a little bit. That's yeah. why I figured I had to at least mention it. Dom, I, I introduced you as the Butter King. First question for the folks yes. that don't know you is how did that name come about? Okay, so for the people that don't know anything about me or what I do, I work at the Lumberyard Recording, and um, as an intern there. What when I was starting, I ate terribly. <laughs> like my diet consisted of almost strictly the buttered rolls from Wawa, the wheat buttered rolls from Wawa. Good protein. And yeah, I guess. <laughs> and I mean, Ace is obviously when you see him, he's healthy. You know, he, yeah. you know, he, 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 he jacked well. up a little bit last yeah. tour. Huh? Eats very well, treats his body how it you know should be treated, and obviously, unlike me, me. Yeah. <laughs> unlike me. Seeing me eat anything with butter in it, but especially the butter rolls, kind of coined that. And then each band that was coming in during that time would obviously see this behavior. That, <laughs> and it just kind of became a thing that I constantly ate butter, which I did. In our in our interview with Beta Camp, they had said, um, you know, in, in our interview with Serge, he said, "Up oh, and my very special new best friend, loyal intern Don Maggi." Uh, shout out to him, and then Beta Camp said, "Oh, and the Butter King." And I had to almost stop. And I was like, like "Tell what? me that story, like, what? <laughs> right now? I need to know how the Butter King came about." But again, you are the—I uh, would say the founder, the lead singer, the whatever. You're the everything of what Vent is. For those who don't know, could you just talk a little bit about what Vent is? Yeah, Vent is—I uh, mean, my musical project. Um, kind of started a little bit sporadically. Um, as uh, you guys know, I recorded at the Lumberyard. Uh, back then it was in the living room, but um, I had actually come in to record as my project, which was called City Shapes. But um, during the creation of the record and all that, it just didn't sound like a band called City Shapes anymore. And it kind of evolved into something very, very different. And I felt Vent fit it very uh, way better than something City Shapes. Was there any special meaning behind the word Vent? Um, yeah, I mean... Just, I mean, it sounds like venting whole, or something like that. But yeah, I mean, that's kind of yeah. along the lines. But um, in terms of just trying to let out and let go of, you know, all the stuff. Yeah, that, you know, I definitely think you accomplished that on that EP. So <laughs> yeah. you have a, a record out right now called the Low Light EP. You can find it on your Bandcamp amongst. I think you can find it on Spotify. Yes, as well. Although trying to get uh, it corrected on Spotify, they clumped us in with another vent mm. where it's spelled <sighs> differently. So they're. We had to go back to TuneCore, and they're trying to sort that out at the moment. <laughs> well, this vent is at VentNJ on Instagram. Do you have a Twitter? Yes. Um, anything is like at VentNJ okay. usually because there's – You wanted to separate it from yeah. – okay. the other yeah. the other vent, the vent that will not be named. <laughs> yeah. We talked about. Um, what was it like? I mean at that point, 
you recorded at the Lumberyard. Was it Ace and Nick at that time, or what was that like? Um, no, this was uh, this was way before uh, Nick came along. Actually, mm-hmm. um, it was still the living room. Technically, I say the Lumberyard because I mean it's in the same spot as yeah. the Lumberyard is. We mm-hmm. just continued off of it, but um, yeah, um, Nick wasn't really. Uh, involved yet i think they were talking about the possibility yeah. of uh combining it at, uh, at that point in time so what was it like at how when was that what two a year or two ago um i'd say it was november of 2015 like the early november of 2015 <laughs> yeah. i had to pardon upon i had to do or it 2016 no. no, 2015. There you go, 2015. So over two years ago at this point. Yes. So you've you've had that. You recorded it over two years ago. Um, it's out. It's out in the wild. I guess talk to us about. I mean, what's it like to have an EP out there, out in the wild, for folks to hear? You're touring. You're going to Massachusetts, doing your thing, playing shows. I mean, what's that whole experience like for you, Ben? It's it's kind of interesting because like the uh, the week after I graduated high school, I had actually booked myself a solo acoustic t- tour. Like a week and a half long, I just left. Wow. And um, because you could do that with the internet now. I yeah. Mean, 10, 15 years ago, you nah, couldn't. Right. But, um, and then um, after that, I really wanted to do something very, very big in terms of like me, not necessarily like reaching people wise. So um, that's when I um, recorded with Ace and did all that. But um, I really wanted to, um, I guess, branch out and feel like I was doing something bigger. But... Um, in terms of realizing during the whole process of that, I realized that I kind of needed to maybe not leave like that. But um, Like so I, fast. Yeah, okay. now I do it in ways that, like, you know, it kind of feels more special. Mm-hmm. Um, that's why, like, the weekender we just did, um, in, instead of going out for, like, a week and a half and stuff like that, wasting uh, money and stuff like that. Kind of rambling weirdly. No, right? no, no, you're fine. <laughs> Sorry. No, okay. what, what, what was it like the, the first time going up on stage? Like, because me, because I don't like talking in front of a crowd. To, to me, like, that seems yeah, like the most... Yeah, we only do a podcast for thousands of yeah, people. But, but no big deal. But, but no one's like... It's just like when everyone's just staring at you, when like, the all eyes are on you. What's, what's that feeling like? At first, I was quite terrified. Um, I mean, I'm not a very talkative individual, usually. Um, we didn't know that until now, after we booked an interview. Yeah. <laughs> But it's kind of weird. It's it's this weird thing where I kind of shut off that part of my brain and realized that what I've had to tell myself is realize that nobody actually cares. Yeah. Okay. Know? Yeah. Because, uh, I mean, even with like an interview, you guys could be the most, I mean, introverted individuals. They'd never know. Mm-hmm. I mean, you could kind of turn yourself and act yeah. to be transparent. Turn yourself on and, and off type of yeah, deal. Yeah. Where, I mean, in a way, it's kind of like acting in that yeah. sense. Yeah. Um, Still getting a little bit better at the talking in between songs. Yeah. But that's that's my biggest challenge. I mean, especially like at first I would play sets without even saying one word or looking up mm-hmm. starting out. But I mean, now at least I say a few things. Okay. that there's one other yeah. person in the room. I mean, there are – it's tough as an up-and-coming artist and musician to do that, to be good at in-between. You have a band – to me, the one band that pops out the most – for in between songs entertainment is jukebox the ghost because they're hilarious they they tell jokes this that and the other ace when you talk about ace in between songs for him he's very caring he thanks the crowd he means it he yeah. goes on a minute long just speech of hey this really means a lot thank yeah. you all for coming i mean we've seen them so many times yeah. we know it at this point and we appreciate it because we know it's heartfelt i think yeah. for from your perspective um you go up to lowell right so let's yeah. say you go play a show up in lowell what does that show look like i mean 
what's the crowd? What's the area? What's the response you get? How, what are you doing between songs at that point? Um, I mean, that area for like the, I guess you could say more DIY yeah. uh, emo scene is so awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a lot different than down here. I get a sense that like people really, maybe it's just because I'm from out of state and they're seeing like a band that's not from around there, but it seems like they pay attention to a extent that people don't necessarily do down here. Maybe mm-hmm. it's just the style of music. Yeah. Maybe it's just how they're kind of run in that scene. But um, like people come up to you after the show, ask you a whole bunch of questions. Yeah. That's got to um, feel good that people are like, oh, actually yeah. want to come talk to you. Yeah, after it feels a show. like people care. Yeah. And um, you're not just playing in front of a room of friends yeah. at this point. And like, uh, like those shows so far have just been. I love every time going up there. I hope to go up there. That's awesome. And sometime in the next two months. So Low Light EP out now. Again, Bandcamp. Uh, go check that out. Five songs, five tracks. There, when we were listening to it together for the first time was a little bit ago. We did a review on it on a previous episode. We listened to it that morning together. And I had listened to it for the first time a couple days before that. Um, when you listen to track by track, every track is different, but it flows. I think that's a good way to describe it of, okay, you don't know what you're going to get because in the opening track, there's like that crunch for like 30, 40 seconds. Can I get into it? And it was, it sounded like very jammy, like yeah. you're just rocking out, having a good time. And then I believe the next track is You're So Cool, which is my favorite song on the record, um, which is a completely different, I think it, it sounds like synth in the beginning. Um, that's actually a guitar. There you go. Okay. So you have that kind of different sound going. Um, and then, I mean, every tra- we were actually talking about on the way up here. And said, this has a lot of brand new to it. Do you ever get something like that? It feels like a lot of heavy, like newer brand new, like yeah. Devil and God yeah. and After. Yeah, I mean, my favorite brand new song is uh, Vices. One of my so, favorite. Opens wow. Daisy. Yeah. And um, yeah, a lot of people have said brand new. During the making of it, we were uh, going for uh, a lot of Deftones type mm-hmm. of uh, like stuff going on, like Deftones, Nirvana. Brand new was definitely in the conversation. Mm-hmm. Um all of that like world, like kind of grungy, emo-ish, you know, very dirty feeling mm-hmm. yeah. in a way. Now, you do you play every song on that record? Or I'm sorry, every <laughs> instrument on that record? Um, no. Um, I played guitar. I sung. I did mm-hmm. every vocal. Um, Ace played all of the bass on the record. Um, my uncle mm-hmm. actually played drums on the full record. Mm-hmm. Um, Ace played some guitars as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but actually the record, I actually went into record 11 songs. I recorded 11 songs and only released five of those. Obviously we have to ask why. Yeah. Um, I mean, at the end of the day, I will get into a little bit later, but at the end of the day, the five songs really made sense from a cohesive standpoint. Mm -hmm. Just to be together. Yeah. Than the 11 as a whole. But, um, because of the way I went into the project. Did you ever release them other songs or? Nope. They uh, keep on the back burner. Yeah, they might see the light of day. Maybe not under vent though. Because uh, when I had went in to record that record, I had called Ace probably July of that year. And said, hey, do you want to? Because vent, like, vent as an entity didn't exist back then. It was uh, I was still playing under City Shapes. Mm-hmm. Which was kind okay. of like a, it was going to be like an anything goes type of thing. Kind of like similar to say anything. Okay. How like each record sounds completely yeah. different. Yeah, exactly. They each have it. It, it almost carves out uh, a space of the genre. Yeah. Each of its own. Yeah, exactly. And um, I'd called Ace in July and said, "Hey, 
Um, I want to do four EPs that sound completely different. I was I gonna, love it. I yeah. was going to do, and this was kind of the plan up until pre-production where there were going to be songs that sounded like Lord, mm-hmm. like super. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's exactly. like random. Like Lord my eyes like just my lit up. On it. This is an audio podcast. So for those who couldn't see our reactions, it was, it took me a second yeah. and then my eyes. Like I, I remember saying that to him, like yeah. Lord style production. Like um, if you guys follow Defnins and uh, do you guys know of, like Crosses? It's like a Chino's side project. It's like electronic. Mm-hmm. It'd be mm-hmm. similar to something like that. Um, still like grungy feeling okay. and yeah. grungy like movements throughout, but very electronic based. Mm-hmm. And then um, one EP was just going to be totally acoustic. One was going to be low light. Okay. And then another was going to be um, just a normal emo like kind of midwestern style like uh i guess you compared to like uh promise ring american football mm-hmm. okay like that style of emo so w- what happened to the the 4ep plan well what we ended up doing was making one grunge record right okay grunge-ish yeah. record i'll just say grunge <laughs> <laughs> Has- hashtag grunge yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah your your idea kind of reminds me of like the mother the mechanic and the path because it's, I mean, it's in at least yeah. idea. Yeah, yeah, idea. Yeah, idea. Yeah. The triple that the November puts out is the mother is the mostly clean guitars. The mechanic is a little grunge. And then obviously the path is that is that story. And yours is kind of similar. So I guess moving back even still farther, when did you, when did you first fall in love with music? How did that idea even come about? Like talk to us about like you and your start in music. Um, well, I mean, I started playing guitar in like fifth, sixth grade kind of the normal time to get into it but mm-hmm. i didn't really fall in love with it from a creation aspect until like i'd say eighth grade to freshman year um yeah just something started sparking one day i think it, i kind of attribute it to getting an acoustic guitar mm-hmm. because i kind of learned the opposite of how most people do guitar usually they start on acoustic learn the basics and then uh move elsewhere i started on electric guitar started trying to learn Tom Morello solos oh, awesome. and learning, learning the Chili yeah. Peppers. Yeah. <laughs> and, I wonder. We'll, we'll, yeah. we'll get there later. I started learning all that stuff before knowing why a guitar makes a certain sound or yeah. anything. Mm-hmm. And so when, when I got an acoustic guitar, it kind of felt all of a sudden something clicked and something felt more emotional instead of just like, oh, this toy that I can make sound yeah. like yeah. this and that. And um, once I started getting the emotional aspect of playing music, I think writing just came right along with it. Now, were you self-taught? Yes. Awesome. Yeah, I've, I've never had a lesson. I'm starting to teach myself correctly okay. now. Okay, <laughs> Correcting your, your old ways. Okay, yeah. cool. Because I have a lot of bad habits and I also don't know anything musically, which is <laughs> a terrible thing when you want to be in the industry. I mean, I, I don't play an instrument at all. So to me, it's always fascinating to see if you were self-taught or like, I know Greg was self-taught. I say I was you're, self-taught. You were semi. I know you had a I few took, lessons. I took three lessons yeah, from few. a gentleman named Jay. And I told this story um, on a previous episode, but he uh, pulled me into the into the space for lessons. Um, shout out to Coils Music in Richboro. And he said, do you want to learn lead or do you want to learn rhythm? And I was, I want to say in between nine and 11. 
And I said, oh, I want to be the guy who's playing guitar in front of everyone. So I want to be the leader. So lead, <laughs> not knowing what the hell I was getting myself into yeah. uh, when I really just wanted to learn power chords. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, that that's my – and once I realized, I was like, I, I'm nine. I'm not going to play scales. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know how to play scales. I don't know theory. I don't even know what theory is at nine years old. Yeah. I'm quitting. <laughs> $88 a lesson down the drain. So I just taught myself from there and, and now I guess uh, – yeah. I actually learned it the opposite way too. I picked up an electric before an acoustic. Matter yeah. of fact, the first acoustic I ever picked up was a twelve string. And you try to wow. play in a twelve string before you know how to play an acoustic guitar. Impossible. It's, it's, yeah. It hurt my fingers. Or <laughs> like knowing what tuning sounds. Like. I had no idea how to tune the yeah. other six strings. No idea. I thought they were all just high E's, and I was just like, "Yeah, I guess I got it." Yeah, when you snap a string on a 12-string acoustic, you don't even know where to go buy them. <laughs> it's like, do I just buy a second set of strings or do I need special strings? You know, I was lucky enough that my parents owned a small business and next door was a music store. Yeah, so growing up, I was in that. Lucky. I was very. So growing up, I was always around music. My dad was a musician. I have videos of him playing shows. And he was the lead singer, guitar player, and keyboard player in a band, wow. Rod Steele. Again, forgive the sexual overtones uh, <laughs> on that one, but shout outs to those guys. Uh, I know a couple of them are still making music, but for me, music has always been like a passion. Now you went from playing and now you produce it. Now you create it in a bigger space. What is that like to be on the opposite end of the glass? It's very weird because you kind of forget about it in certain aspects, like, and every now and then it turns into actual work. Mm hmm. And you kind of have to snap yourself back in the a reality yeah. that you're like, you know, you're kind of working with music right yeah. now. So mm -hmm. maybe just calm down. It's like you're technically living the dream. You're doing what you love yeah, every day. It's certainly a dream. Yeah. I mean, I I feel like it's all just like perfect place and time to, you know, take even. I mean, I'm at the ground level to even be at this step. It's kind of been straight luck so far. Yeah. I mean, so I've just kind of been taking chances rolling with them were you ever i know um you said you went under a different name for your project yes. before that but before all of that were you ever in any other projects growing up nope no zero wow i yeah that's it, interesting because yeah, usually someone always has like a, a a band name you always hear the band name we laugh about it but yeah. it's just surprising i don't have that yeah i've always wondered because i mean i've always listened to interviews listened to interviews with my favorite band they've always had like something terrible yeah i mean every band has like a bad punk pop punk band yeah. like, when they were 13 14 but uh yeah mine was alphabetica that was my terrible band wow. name i don't know why i came up with it and then it was fairfield because there was a university the fairfield university and i was driving saw a billboard was, <laughs> wow. in the backseat of my mom's station wagon like i'm gonna be in fairfield <laughs> nope nope all the stuff that's on my ipod of me is just greg hall i've never had an actual yeah. Band name. Greg Hall's a pretty cool name. Thanks, Don. Appreciate it. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> nice and standard. I mean, my name's, I mean, Dominic Maggi. You can't really, you can't really get around being that Italian when when it comes to names as so, a songwriter. Do, do people mostly just call you Dom or Dom Maggi? Because it flows. Dom. Dom. They Dom, don't call you yeah. Dom Maggi. No. Like, I feel like if I knew, I'm a big first, last name kind of guy. Like, uh, we have so many friends named Ryan, but we have yeah. to identify all of our friends named Ryan as the last name. So I'm used to just saying first yeah. and last name. So I like that. It's, I mean, it's more classy. Yeah. I think. Yeah. <laughs> class, class, class. <laughs> yeah. Gotta love it. Uh, so you were never in any projects before Vent, which is, I mean, okay. I, I walked in not knowing that you were as young as you are. <laughs> yeah. A lot um, of people kind of. 
so into that. you know, I guess that I mean, if you look, it kind of does make sense. Um, but you're now maybe ready to dive in a little bit more with Vent. You said you have some newer stuff that you've kind of been dabbling with. Yes. Do you um, want to kind of talk about what that looks like a little bit? Yeah. I mean, it's kind of a continuation off of what low light was. Um, as of right now, sonically, mm-hmm. um, there is no real drums on it. Mm-hmm. It's uh, kind of going a little bit further in, back into the idea of like what I was talking about with the four different EPs. Um, where it's more electronic based, but now it's a very, very happy medium of uh, okay. the grunge yeah. and the uh, dirty electronic. Not like Lord. Okay. <laughs> now, do you, you plan to eventually release an EP, or are you hoping to release a full length? Um, see, at this point, I've written two records, two full lengths worth of songs to do it, but the batch of songs I have right now is five songs. Mm-hmm. Um not even positive because everything's so tentative right now. Yeah. I'm not even sure on how, like, I would be rolling out these songs as well if it would even yeah. be an EP or right. singles. And you want to make sure all the all the songs flow together. Yeah, yeah. right now it's in an interesting spot. I mean, sonically everything sounds similar, but um, I'll kind of sit on it for another month and maybe get another song or two in there. Awesome. I actually uh, forgot a question. I want to go back to. Um, do you remember the first show you ever played? Yes. What was it? Um, You're smiling uh, a little bit. You're yeah. smiling a little bit. That wasn't the one after high school, right? That wasn't um, the first show? No, this was during high school. This was my junior year of high school. I kind of started late in that aspect of kind of playing shows. Nobody, none of my friends knew I really played. Was this the talent show? No. Okay. I never okay. did a okay. talent okay. show. Okay. Um, it was, um, are you guys familiar with Lang City? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. There was a, a dive bar. I'm pretty sure it's not there anymore called Le Grand Fromage. Mm-hmm. If you drove by there, you wouldn't be able to really notice because half of the neon sign was broken off. <laughs> nobody really knew... Typical what, Atlantic yeah, City. <laughs> nobody really knew too much what was going on upstairs. It's kind of shady place. But, um, yeah, it was there. The uh, And my dad dropped me off. This is Atlantic City. I'm 16. Oh, my God. He didn't and, stay? Well, he was. He had to run somewhere real quick. Because, okay. um, I mean, we're only 15 minutes away right. from AC. Right. Um, so he had to do something real quick and he was coming back. And I remember during that time, there was some guy, I was sitting at the bar for some weird reason. 16 years old. Can I get a water? <laughs> and, uh, there was a guy sitting next to me talking to another man about his favorite prostitutes <laughs> in the town. Wonderful. Yeah. And I'm listening Common to this. conversation. Yeah. And I have to play eventually. And I'm trying to remember some of the bands that were on this bill. But there actually were a few uh, fairly uh, local bands. There's uh, Tigers to the Runner. Mm-hmm. Um, I believe a band, they're called Sun Title now, but I believe a band called Pines, they were called Pines, played the show as well. And a couple other Philly bands that I forget mm-hmm. at the moment. But um, I think I played second or third, just acoustic. Just um, you up there. Yeah. And there's maybe 15 people there. I'd say 15 is a lot. <laughs> Probably more like eight. I'll remember. Hey, they're, they're, they're still strangers. <laughs> yeah. And, um, but your well, dad came back. Yeah, my dad came <laughs> I was back. Like, did he make this? <laughs> there you go. My dad came back. I don't think any other family was there, though. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, I mean, remembering it back, I don't think I played bad. Nothing too weird happened while yeah, I was no, I'm sure out. I didn't okay. say anything. Right. You know, in between songs, I'm sure I just played 
did your whatever. thing. And yeah. yeah. And at that point, I mean, there was no releases on Bandcamp for me. So I was just playing whatever I was playing in my bedroom at the time. Right. So. But, but it was nice to hear, like, some type of response to that moment. So you are, I mean, you write all event, you perform, you sing, you have said Ace, your uncle had a part in it. But when you go out and play shows now, you have a full band. How do you find the folks that actually fill in and do that for you? Most of them were, like, friends of friends. Mm-hmm. Like, um, there's one member that's kind of, like, always been with me. Mm-hmm. Um, his name's Nick Sacco, mm-hmm. also. For, okay. Um, he plays guitar. I usually play guitar. I kind of started picking up bass this last run. Is it um, just easier for you to play and sing? Um, actually, no, because of the bass parts Ace put on the record. But oh. <laughs> <laughs> shout outs to Ace and his yeah. bass skills. Awesome. Yeah. Um, and then uh, drummers always kind of a rotating cast. It's always just like a band I'm friends with. I'm just like, yeah, do you guys have you free? Yeah, yeah. You. I guess that explains why you had Surge fill in on bass too. Yeah, that was something I kind of. That kind of came together a little bit weird because uh, Ace the one day um, had put on Instagram that like, yo, get somebody playing this dude's band. I know. I Because it, it was, it was getting close it to the time to play that weekender and I don't think I had a bass player lined up yet. Maybe not even a drummer at that point. But um, yeah, then Serge texted me and I was like, are you sure you want to? <laughs> yeah, because by the time when I saw it, it was, it was I think it was the day of I saw it, you know, Serge yeah. was down and I was like, oh, there's no way I can make it today. Yeah. But I was like, oh, that's awesome. That, 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 that show Serge. in itself was weird. But um, yeah, and, and I remember like, because Serge played two of the four shows. He played in Long Island and Philly. Now, how long did it take him like to, to, like, to learn the songs? Two practices. That's it? I oh, think cool. we practiced four times, but by the second time, I mean, he... I guess it's, I guess since you've been playing like you know you and Serge been playing so long I just it comes to you like to me to to, to pick yeah. up someone else's music seems like almost impossible yeah. like that fast. I mean all of, all events stuff at the core is very very simple. It's very like repetitive in the sense like I don't have any crazy key changes. There are no key changes in any of the songs or anything too like nuts like that. And yeah. I kind of let Serge. I told him just to do his do thing. Your own thing. Okay, cool. I mean he's. I sent very, the thing to him to say to try out. He's my drummer. Or was one of my drummers, so I sent him your band camp <laughs> yeah. back in November and said, yo, try to get on this bill. That's He's awesome. a very talented drummer. So uh, shout-outs to Ryan. Um, but, yeah, I definitely was trying to help you out. <laughs> back with that. That's awesome. Sorry, I was just out of the conversation no, 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 for like no, no. a solid I, I minute. You looking. That's why I was like, going right. back to these yeah. texts because I wanted to show Dom that that's really good. Yeah, But, um, like, I had a funny moment during, like, having Surge play. Like, whereas I turned him to one practice. Did he like, jump off a, a giant speaker <laughs> or something? <laughs> yeah. I was like, you know, I saw your band play at the Fillmore last year, right? And he's kind of had like one of those moments. So it's kind of it's all funny, but like yeah. for me, like seeing a band up on stage it like was that, surreal. I mean, it's like you, that was more of like a ground floor stage too, right? You were just kind of yeah. I mean, the first show we played, it's like a stage, but I mean, that was at the Fire yeah. in Philly. Which have you guys been there? Not, no, the, the, fi- the Fire. Yeah, that's, it's like yeah, that's where they played in Philly. I forget where it's at. It's on yeah. Gerard. That's it. All right, yeah, I've never been yeah. to that right near the zoo. Venue. It's right yeah, near, it's right near oh, the wow. zoo. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's a very interesting venue. Like when we got there that day, because our original show was supposed to be a house show, um, and the cops shut down the house venue. Not the day of the day before the show. How did they? How did they shut it down? Did they finally sure, find out sure. they were going to do like a concert or something? Like yeah, so, I'm fly sure. like that. Nah, no shows here. Too. I'm loud. sure something like that <laughs> happened. <laughs> um, and I'm sure the place wasn't up to code. <laughs> <laughs> so and I had 
going on Facebook, tr- scrambling to try and find a show. And um, eventually somebody at the fire reached out to me to That's awesome. do that. And they had their own bill that they ended up booking for the show. So everything seemed good. And Serge beat me to the venue and walked out. He's like, so they don't know a show's happening tonight. Oh, <laughs> wonderful. <laughs> yeah. Hmm. So the show was technically canceled. But then we also played... Like, all the bands showed up because, I mean, you think you're playing a show. show. You're obviously going to go to play the show. What, they just had the days mixed up? I don't... They didn't know what they had mixed up. It was one of those types of things. And, um... Yeah, I mean, we played the show. Not many people were there. I mean, obviously less than we wanted to be there. Mm -hmm. But, uh, it was still fun. I mean, anytime playing is fun. What are some of the other bands that you've really enjoyed playing shows with? Um... Like we were talking about beforehand, Parkwood's always been. It's our name of our hometown. Our hometown, yeah. like that's crazy. Uh, that's awesome. Yeah, we got to listen to those guys before we came in. So shouts to those yeah. guys. Uh, Parkwood, we in Lowell, we played with um, a couple of really good bands. Uh, one was called uh, Canadian Sailor. Um, one of the ones that I'm definitely going to keep tabs on for now is called uh, Motel Art. They um they should have an EP coming out sometime soon, but uh, they're a very good band. Love to check them out. Yeah, they're um, kind of like. 90s style emo okay. if you're yeah. into that yeah. like um, Promissory and Get Up Kids type stuff mm-hmm. um, I haven't heard the name The Promise yeah. in a long time <laughs> it's good stuff um, yeah they're more that style I'm trying to think of some others um, I mean a lot of the bands around here are awesome like uh, it's good to see that like you know a lot of local bands are like real supportive of each other yeah. right? that's awesome I mean in a way you kind of have to be there's in Hamilton I mean we're in Galloway right now but in Hamilton there's a pretty strong scene um there's like bands that we recorded the Lumberyard, like Your Persona, mm-hmm. Ty Goes to the Runner. It's uh, another one, uh, Pines, which is now called Sun Titled, yeah, um, or Sun Title. My bad if I mess <laughs> up. <laughs> then um, there's just tons. I mean, another out of state artist that I've also admired a lot is uh, his name's Austin Parrish. He was he's from um, what's it called? Fort Wayne, Indiana. Mm-hmm. Indiana. Okay. Um, a little ways away from here. Oh yeah. Um, that was like when I was in high school, just okay. talking to people on Facebook, learning about like other DIY type bands. He booked his own tour, came out here, stayed with me. We went up, played a show in New York together, played here together. And um, that was like the first, one of the first times I've like really connected yeah. with somebody over music that was like so far away. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, I haven't seen him in years. We talk every once in a while, but it's like, like your pen pal. Pen, yeah. Damn it. Yeah. It's like a. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know what it'd be, what the equivalent of a pen pal is or a Facebook, but <laughs> DM pal. Yeah, <laughs> DM dude. How, how about some I, of your your, your your favorite venues or, or cities to play in? Um, one of the very uh, the very first time I played in Philly actually was uh, this house called the Nest. I'm not, I don't think it's still yeah, running, no, but it was in uh, it was in North Philly. On a great, on, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> great neighborhood <laughs> on Diamond Street. Great, oh, yeah. I wow. went to school. But, I went to college around there, so okay. I'm very so familiar you, you with know. North Philly. Yeah. yeah, and um, I remember walking from the car to the house. You mean running? Yeah, basically <laughs> running. <laughs> That's and, awesome. Um, but just seeing, but just seeing like 150 people packed yeah. in a basement. That was the first time I've ever played for like a lot of people. That had to be like cool. an awesome feeling. Yeah, it's like. Like the, I the mean, house is packed, like, you and know. everybody's just so supportive. I mean, everybody's. It's like the moment you knew you wanted to do this. Almost. Yeah, yeah, and like I was playing acoustic back then, but uh, like everybody's just silent. 
Yeah. I'm trying to think of how your music translates to acoustic. I'm very interested in what that um, sound is. is that I'm, inter- I'm interested in shows acoustic, and I mean, it translates. They're all written on acoustic. Right. So. I'd figure as much. I, I was kind of hoping maybe like an acoustic EP or something yeah. like that. See, I Do you mean, have the I, acoustic stuff recorded? Y- yes. Okay, cool. There is, um, there is an acoustic vent EP. It mm-hmm. probably will, won't come no? out. Uh-huh. Um, it, it is recorded, though. So and, cool um, to have. There were some of the... I think two of the songs that are on the vent record uh, on Low Light mm-hmm. were recorded under my old Project City Shapes mm-hmm. for an acoustic EP. Um, so those are like baby, baby versions of those. <laughs> yeah. Um, those are out there on Bandcamp. I'm not sure if Spotify took those down because I'm sure I didn't pay TuneCore to <laughs> renew those. <laughs> but <laughs> What about for you? You know, we talked about your background in music and how you got started, but what about bands that almost shaped, maybe not your sound, but, and I hate the, I hate the question, what bands influenced you? I don't love it, but I do want to know what bands you've listened to growing up because we had a lot of conversations off the air before this about bands back and forth. So just talk a little bit about the bands that I guess shaped you. Oh God, as lame as it sounds. <laughs> no, I mean, I, I get it. Um, yeah, I mean, one of the, obviously being close by, I mean, it's kind of weird, um, full circle-ish, but uh, the early number of Man Overboard were obviously huge in that regard to me, mm-hmm. um, knowing that people from here can do it. Yeah. And, I mean, you go to their shows, you guys know. Packed. You, yeah, packed. I mean, people love their bands, but then you get off stage, they get off stage, and you talk to them. Yep. Yeah. And you figure out that, oh, it's, they're, they're a person, you know? And not knowing that, and when I first got into the scene, figuring that out was huge for me. It actually let me know that oh, maybe, you know, if I'm not that great at talking and yeah. I fumble over words constantly, you know, maybe I can, you know, get up there and, you know, sing for a whole bunch of people. And it's it's neat because, you know, specifically those bands, the Own November, Man Overboard, bands like that, Motion City, bands we've seen over 10 times, 35 for me for the early, uh, for the early November, but... You meet these guys so many times after shows. You yeah. say hi. You just talk. And you, you realize like when we waited for an hour and a half to get a picture with them in the rain. Pouring rain. Pouring rain with a broken foot for me and a stupid air cast that got waterlogged. <laughs> it, you realize that they're just people. I was at Pinelands Music Festival a couple years ago. Saw Serge walking across the grass. Got a picture with him. And it's just he had time to stop and say hi. And it is cool because you say, yeah, they're people. They're just here Doing what they love, their yeah. passion, but once they get off stage, they're people too. And it's almost intimidating. But I feel like just meeting them so many times and all the artists yeah. was a good barrier for entry for us to get them on the show yeah. and to have these types of interviews and to have the confidence to say, yeah, we love your band. We love your music. We're not here to fan out. We're here to talk professionally on the air, get to know you a little bit. But for you, you work with them every freaking day almost. What's that like? Um. You're an, yeah, it's definitely interesting. Yeah, so for those who missed it, at the beginning of the interview, Dom mentioned it. We were going to hold off, but Dom mentioned he's an, he's, he works at the Lumberyard with Ace and uh, Nick of Man Overboard, Ace of the Early November. You said it. It's got to be interesting. Yeah, I mean, at first, um, I had actually started working for Ace slightly before um, Nick came along and the Lumberyard became a What thing. it is, okay. Um, so like maybe like a month before, and then... Um, like, I, I remember specifically there was, like, a phone conversation where uh, Ace got off the phone and um, mentioned that this was, like, a thing that might happen. I was like, 
or like I um I say like oh yeah that's cool but like in my head I'm like oh god <laughs> oh god <laughs> like, like huh yeah. it's like this is already yeah. interesting enough <laughs> yeah. no but um real, real funny because I, I, I follow you know you the lumberyard ace and um. He kind of one day I guess you're just sitting there working and he kind of comes up to you as I watched his um his Instagram story and he's like Dom Red Hot Chili Peppers Prince and then you're like Red Hot Chili Peppers like for there I I agree I agree with you for Prince but yeah. then he did Stevie Wonder I yeah. think there I I pick Steve but I think you still pick Red Hot yeah I mean I picked Red Hot and there's <laughs> lots of factors that go into it. <laughs> because. I mean, Stevie Wonder is obviously... A legend? Like, him himself. I mean, Prince is, is considered a legend, but I just... I never yeah. went towards Prince. I'm more of a Stevie Wonder kind of guy. The, um... I mean, Stevie Wonder, I do think, as a whole, is... Wins on the grand scheme of things. Oh, he's, he's admitting it. Yeah, I, okay, okay. I admit it because the Chili Peppers have covered him. <laughs> yeah. Right. And That's, multiple times. Yeah, you talk about barrier to entry, covering somebody's the yeah. ultimate form of flattery. So yeah. it's, like, hard to say that Chili Peppers are better. But I mean, like, nine times out of ten, am I going to listen to Stevie like, they Wonder? They were they were the two bands I remember him saying. I think there was one more that he said. I, I can't remember who he, it was. He uh, he's because he's like I can't wait. I can't believe it. <laughs> I'm curious which ones have made it onto the Instagram. Oh, the, the, yeah. The, so I'm Stevie Wonder Prince. I know for because I wrote it Death down. Because Death Cab, I think. Yeah, yeah that was it. That was it. Too. Oh, you picked Death Cab over Red Hot? No, I picked. Oh, oh okay. Chilly. Well. With the poll. Okay. Yeah. I'm pretty sure Prince was pretty close. Stevie Wonder, I think, Chili Peppers lost by a little bit. As, as they should. <laughs> yeah. Shout I get to, it for to, the respect aspect. Yeah. Shout out to Instagram for having something like that. that yeah, the stories are awesome. It's funny. I, I always watch them. We don't... Uh, see, we should do it more on the on our podcast Instagram. We just don't. Yeah. I don't, we should. Because usually if you have Instagram and you follow that person, you're, you, when you look through story, you look at everyone's yeah. story. It's just a good way just to get people watching, just, you know, yeah. see what you're doing. Are you kidding? It's what you do in the bathroom. I, it's <laughs> gone. Yeah. It's the best spot. So what's the difference between for you recording an EP, I know I know we touched on it earlier about what it's like to just be behind the glass in general, but now talk about the differences between being, you know, recording and then recording somebody else. The differences in tone. I know you said it's a little bit not pressure, but it feels like work because it you're now somebody else's music is in your hands. I guess that's a lot of responsibility. Yeah, you if you like I mean, and me, I'm obviously still in the learning phase. Mm -hmm. When you mess something up on somebody's record, oh. It's the worst feeling. I couldn't even ever. imagine. So the one, I guess the need to not do that is so great that it kind of, you know, you shut off all types of, you know, fun <laughs> in a way. You're and sure? you're really just focusing. I mean, making records and behind the scenes like that is, I mean, loads of fun. Don't get me yeah. wrong. But like when you're in the moments when you really have to pay attention and hone in. I mean, it's it's a job like anything else. I mean, for sure. And I feel like a lot of people kind of take it into a thing where it is always fun, mm -hmm. but don't realize what goes into each aspect of a record. Yeah. Where it's it's just, it's, I mean, it's the same as like laying tile or installing floors or anything like that. Where I mean, there's certain steps and procedures that you have to fill in. Like it's a job at the end of the day. Now, do you have like anything like not that too big any like little mess ups that you can remember that you did or without even naming names yeah of course we don't we don't want to. oh no I, I'll, I'll, I'll name <laughs> um, so one one fairly I mean in the grand scheme of it it wasn't that big but it was but, very, but to you but for me it was very big and I mean for the project at the time it was uh, what's it called 
like it kind of set us back mm-hmm. a bit. Um, there was a band, a great band that we recorded at the Lumberyard called Futures. Um, they're from North Jersey. I was a uh, tracking bass for the record and I had told, I had heard earlier in the session, somebody, either Ace or Nick mentioned that we, after like three or four songs, we'd have to change bass strings. Now, we had recorded three to four songs that day, and um, I was the last one there that day, if I recall. Cause it, I, and for some reason, I thought it'd be fine to make the call and give him the bass strings we had yeah. at the studio, not knowing that he had a completely different set of strings already on his bass. So we had to correct something in one song when we started the next day, and I believe Ace was tracking, and the bass sounded completely different tone-wise. So then the band needed to run all the way to Guitar Center. Get strings. Get the strings that the bass player was actually using beforehand. And, you know, obviously set us back like two hours. <laughs> so in a day, and I mean, when you are when you have so much to do in a short amount yeah. of time, it can be a pretty major setback. That was a big one for me personally. Because mm-hmm. you know it was you, yeah. Yeah. And, uh, That's how I feel being a goalie for a hockey team. Yeah. It's similar. Yeah. It is. It's because no matter what, if I lose a game, it's because it got by me. Yeah. Yeah. And even if it wasn't my fault, it still gets to you. Yeah. yeah. But you kind of have to have a short memory. So I imagine yeah. it's the same for you. Yeah. I mean, that one got me for like three days. I mean, mm. as long as I saw yeah, the band yeah, there. You just kept thinking about was it. Going, I was like, man, I wonder how they feel about you. <laughs> I mean, they, they were they were cool. They were cool about it because yeah. I don't think they understood as much. Maybe. Mm-hmm. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe they're just being nice. Mm-hmm. But. I mean, um, I know, like, I know, like, kind of what you mean. Like, I, I work for a parachute manufacturer. So, I, like, yeah. IQC, like, parts and other stuff for harnesses, stuff like that. So, it's, like, if you make a mistake and it comes back, it's, like, yeah. you feel someone's like... Someone's life's Yeah, it's, you know, yeah. some 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 parts are, like, a, an actual harness is someone's life. But yeah. it's, like, when other, like, little parts, if it's a toggle or something like that, when, when it comes back, like, you just, like me, I just feel, like, complete, like, crap. Like, yeah. oh, I can't believe I missed this. Then you just yeah. got, like, you just got to learn from it, you know? Yeah, I mean, that was, that was definitely a huge learning thing yeah. for me where it's just like maybe wake up and pay attention yeah. like i won't more. like you won't make that mistake <laughs> well, how, again. how yeah. long ago was that you've been working there for about a year now you said uh two years two years so how long well, ago was that? actually for the first year i was kind of just the butter yeah, king basically, basically <laughs> yeah actually that's very accurate i was kind of just the butter king for a full year and then i started getting a tad better at everything yeah. mm-hmm. and then um actually in the last year started working working there that mistake was probably i want to say like first year type of deal it was it was within the last year i want to say it was maybe like seven or eight months ago it was a long time ago long long, like so long ago that i don't remember exact dates but let's let's flip it around too what about some really rewarding experiences you've had making music for other people or helping other people make music Definitely when I hear back from bands and it's not it's not necessarily anything about their record, you mm-hmm. know, like when I've built relationships with people just and became friends with them, you mm-hmm. know, regularly talking to people like there's a there's a dude, uh, Ace, Ace and me recorded called uh, Jaeger Wells. Mm-hmm. Um, me and him have become awesome friends. He's helped out with like trying to get, you know, things rolling for vent. I mean, he's, that's awesome. Like in a way, you know sort of like big brother figure from yeah. very far away. Mm-hmm. Um, you guys like Jaeger Wells, a band called the insides that Nick, they're recorded. from, they're from Philly. Yeah. That Joe 
uh, the singer of that band yeah. played drums in my band for the Run with Surge. They're they're very good, by the way. Shout out to yeah, the insights. They're very they're very very good, good band. Um, I actually saw them in a Philly basement last week. They just oh, got off awesome. a tour. I was about to Great say show. they just got off a tour. They were in like Chicago, I think. Yeah, and they, around there. They apparently it was awesome. That yeah. tour was with. Uh, Awesome. Those that dudes are awesome. Um, we've never met them, talked to them, yeah. or anything like that. But I picked them up the, through the Instagram, uh, through the Lumberyards Instagram, and just instantly yeah, found. I was like, they are great. Um, it's only a three piece. They're yeah, three of the most awesome dudes you'll want to hang with. Like, um, yeah, there's Joey, who's when you guys meet Nick, mm-hmm. uh, pretty much the same person. Cool. Oh yeah. Um, then there's Ian, who's I've never. I don't think I've seen Ian mad at all. He's the one. <laughs> just, I spent, just one of them guys. He's the one I spent the most time with yeah. during that record. He's the bass player, and um, then there's Mark, who's who's quieter than the other two. But whatever he says, especially like he finds like these pockets of time to say something that's just he waits to jump in there. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's funny. But, uh, yeah, they're awesome dudes, and um, glad to become good friends with them. Um, I mean, there's a whole bunch of bands. I mean. We've recorded so many bands there that yeah. the list yeah. is like almost endless. How did you even end up working there? Okay, so <laughs> <laughs> he says, "All right, strap so, in." <laughs> some, sometimes I don't even know, <laughs> but um, yeah, I was finishing up making my record, which at the time was a full length, so it was taking yeah a while, and I had to come back to do parts in certain spots, and um, during some of it, um. Like, uh, it was like, hey, he's like, you seem like a guy that could possibly make records for a living. He's like, you basically, I'm kind of paraphrasing, yeah, sure. yeah. but uh, like, oh, do you just want to like hang out? Because uh, he had an assistant at the time that was like, you know, kind of like where I am right now. And, and you already knew about the early November stuff like that at this point. Yeah, I'd known okay. about that way prior. Okay. And, um, yeah, so obviously I was like, yeah, I'll <laughs> No, nah, I'm good. Yeah. <laughs> prior, prior to that, I had never taken recording seriously. I had recorded, and the demos I brought to Ace were like pieces of garbage I recorded. <laughs> and I mean, that's when I actually started taking it seriously. I was like, oh, maybe let's try to make it a yeah. job mm-hmm. and a career. But um, yeah, and I kind of just went there to make my record. What I I always say it short to people like this. I went to make a record there and I never left. That's really neat. Yeah. So, that's awesome. I mean, which is, I mean, if you shorten it, that's I mean, just true. Yeah, sure. <laughs> What's it like to actually work with like Nick and Ace? It's probably the most fun you could have at a job. I mean, I mean, just between your Instagram stories, it seems like you guys are having a blast. Yeah, I mean, there's never a day where there isn't at least one moment where somebody's laughing. I mean, there's never been a day that's fully just all right, let's just go to the office and work style. Mm-hmm. I mean, when you guys meet Nick, like he's, he has like this very, very Italian aura about him. <laughs> oh, I'll fit right in. <laughs> We're like, yeah. And then, uh, I mean, Ace just says the most wildest things you won't expect. him. like, I can't even like, no, I, I, I can't like, he's hit. always like, seems like the nicest guy. He's always yeah, like, he's you know, yeah. super nice. But we'll say like the most random things. Sometimes they'll just break into song, <laughs> break into an accent, and then Nick is just straight funny guy. Yeah, all the time, pretty much. Now, like our, our we've oh, a couple questions we've written down here. Like we were, one of the questions was, you know, do you have any aspirations of to, to start your own studio? But we're 
sitting in your studio right now. Yeah, I mean, we did not this, know this existed no. when we yeah. were communicating. So this this space actually, I call it the the quiet place. It's a it's my studio that I currently run. I mean, it's a home studio. It's in my garage for those listening. Yeah. Um, but it's converted. It's a two room. It's a very little studio. Um, yeah, I record some bands out here. I hope <clears throat> possibly to have you know my own actual space yeah. one day. Um, depends on you know how everything goes. Do you call it the quiet place because it's your quiet place or because it's brand new? Is quiet, that a brand new thing? Quiet things that no one ever knows. Uh, no. Um, do you guys like the movie Hot Rod? <laughs> All right, interview's over. <laughs> um, isn't that with uh, Andy Samberg? Andy Samberg? Oh, yeah. oh, okay. It's one of the yeah, corniest okay. movies of now, all time. I, I could, I was thinking of something Andy else. Andy Samboy. Now I, now I know. Yeah. So there's that's, one. It's a shame. <laughs> there's that's one. Shame. There's one moment in the movie where he like yells. He like breaks a lamp with like a baton or something, and he's just like, "I have to go to my quiet place." And way back, this was a DIY acoustic venue. Right. Venue. I'll put in air quotes because it's a garage, and uh. And it was the quiet place because it was only acoustic. But you also said you used to host shows where we're sitting right now, which yes. is a really cool story. Yeah, I'm. I mean, like I said, I was super involved with the DIY scene at some point in my life. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is like two years, two three years ago at this point, when I was just getting out of high school and all that. And um, of course, I wanted to be a part of it, part of it. I always saw people hosting shows and like making tons of friends and like having whole, you know basically creating a scene from nothing i've watched like so many people do that especially like in north jersey and new brunswick and philly it's huge so i wanted to kind of have something like that here i mean this area isn't really able to adapt to that but um if it was acoustic and i could have like touring bands come through like that would that was a dream of mine at some point to run a pretty popular diy place but um yeah I, i probably I threw a handful of shows here. It went on for about six months, six months to like almost a year. And um, How do the neighbors what, feel about that? <laughs> I don't know if the neighbors knew. There's people coming in and out. And I guess, well, I guess for yeah. you having people come in it to was, record, I guess it's normal. Yeah. I mean, now we're soundproofed. I mean, right. we've had cop visits. Prior Noise to complaints, stuff when, like that. Yeah. When Vent's practiced here before, Vent has practiced here before this was built also. Okay. Mm-hmm. Like the very first stuff. And, um, yeah, we've had, like, three cop visits. Were they pretty cool? Like, like you kind of do Yeah, you, the cops yeah. are fine. Like, whenever they walk in, they're just like, uh-huh. Like, there's a console right there. And yeah. Like, yeah. There's, it's the, it's, they, there's yeah. like, a thing here. Like, we like we didn't know. Like, we, I was blown away. Like, I didn't expect to I didn't know to whether to knock on your front door or the side door. <laughs> yeah. And then I was like, okay, there's music coming from the side door. Good chance <laughs> that I'm going to do that because I, I don't have your number, so I just gonna like reach out on Instagram and say, okay, am I willing to wait an hour to see if he even sees it or replies that we're here? We're we gonna sit in the driveway. So I was like, let's just go knock. Yeah. I was like, okay, eeny meeny money mo. Got lucky. Opened the door. I, I don't know. I guess we took you by surprise. Yeah, but. Uh, yeah. For some reason, I thought too. But I mean, I kept yeah. today. Yeah, like, cool. So it's like, the, damn, like they're having like a jam session in there. Yeah. Like thought we were interrupted. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I told the band. Yeah. I was like, listen, at some point. Yeah, they were cool. They were cool. They yeah, were very cool. They're, they're a cool band, too. Yeah, looking um, forward to that. It was really cool meeting those guys. It was actually a ghost. Actually, I'm a ghost. They're actually, actually, I'm a ghost. Um, they're a fairly new band. They're from uh, Tom's River mm-hmm. area. Ah, cool. Um, you have also another very uh, old school emo style band. Yeah. Like awesome. they, they love, uh, well, this band's not that old, but they love like Algernon, Cadwallader, which they were from Philly. Mm-hmm. Um, 
stuff like that. Like all like the newer, older, like into it over it. Okay, love into yeah. it. Over yeah, it. I mean, S- him playing acoustic. Where do we see them? Did we see them? TLA. Okay, it's incredible. Yeah. And I'd never heard I've of them. A whole bunch of times. Yeah. yeah, I'd never seen him up until that point. This was probably seven, eight, maybe eight, nine years ago. So I'm open up. I think he opened up. I don't remember. From Motion City. I almost want to say it was Motion City. Your, your memory's I, better than mine. I, I have you. a weird memory like that, but yeah. this one's not coming yeah. to me. I don't remember when or who it was for, but it was absolutely fantastic. Uh, now, you're up and coming in the music scene. You got uh, an EP out. You're talking about maybe making some new music. You're working at the Lumberyard, making music for other people. Is there anything before we transition to the nerdier stuff that you kind of want to – that maybe we didn't cover or that you are you know you want to talk about now? Um, I mean it's just every day is kind of very uh, – surreal in a way mm-hmm. i mean there's obviously i think we touched on it like there's moments where it becomes work yeah where you either have to slap yourself or pinch yourself and be like listen you're listening to a guitar right now that's better than a lot of things i yeah. mean you could be i mean digging a hole somewhere uh, and um yeah every day there's moments where i tell myself and come home and i'm just like man i'm like they day was fine yeah you know? this is my life <laughs> yeah it's awesome yeah, yeah to lay down at night and think tomorrow's going to be another awesome day yeah to do this i mean and like some of the some of the bands i mean all the bands that are a lot of them are up and coming mm-hmm. like working with them's great but like seeing some of the more notable acts to learn from like their successes yeah. and hear the stories of even like my two bosses hearing their successes oh, that's got to be awesome yeah and you learn a lot and a lot of times you don't even realize how much you learn until you're put into certain situations yeah. but yeah it's just very grateful for all of that we are going to have Dom back on the show in just a couple weeks, two weeks from today, yeah. as a matter of fact, when uh, Ace and Nick were actually kind enough to let us come to the Lumberyard for a live in-person interview with those guys and Dom. So hopefully, uh, if you've enjoyed this part of the interview, Dom will be back on. So we'll have that for you on February 2nd. Let's transition quickly into the nerdy stuff. You had mentioned Hot Rod. Uh, <laughs> I had mentioned before the show that thing you do. So maybe, hey, not every movie we all like is going to be mainstream and super popular. <laughs> but what are some other your favorite films? Um I mean, Hot Rod is a pretty big one. Um, <laughs> he has a poster so, okay. in his room. There's a Hot Rod poster somewhere here, but Anchorman is huge. Uh, gold. What'd you think of the second one, though? See, I saw it in theaters. Same. Not as funny as the first one. No. Okay. But I'll take it. <sighs> that's the. That's such defeatist attitude. Come on. Yeah, I mean, I, I just think the Steve Carell killed it in yes. the movie, though. Yes. So yes, I'm glad did. that they let him just roll. Yeah. A lot um, of that you could tell was improv. Yeah, a lot of it. And was that what, what was the one? Was like, he, did you have a grenade? Was it? Was that's that, in the first. That's the first, first one. One. Okay, okay. <laughs> yeah, it's not. They're out in the alley fight. He, was like, he, was like, he killed a guy with an axe. <laughs> <laughs> like some of the lines in that movie. I mean, the one thing I like in the second one a lot is um, I forget the dude's real name, but Champ Kind in the movie. Yeah. He's, oh, he's uh, working at like a Popeyes or something, and he's like talking about like how he's feeding David Keckner. Is that his name? This dude is like Kechner. an encyclopedia for movies. It's insane. <laughs> I don't know if it's, it's, it's something Kechner. Yeah. I know I know it's Kechner. Well, how, if only we had smartphones. Uh, he's talking about like feeding people bats and he's like, yeah, it's the chicken of the cave. Like, <laughs> I was like, what an insane and thing I, to I say. feel like anything he said, like in, in like the first one especially, I was yeah. just cracking up. You're correct. Yeah. All right. The, cool. Just checking. The, um, the second one is good. My The thing is it just doesn't capture that magic. Yeah, it's I like agree. It's like they know... 
what they had. Yeah. Yeah. And they're just like, we're just going to do it again, and yeah. we know it. Well, supposedly, there might be a third one coming, so... Yeah. I mean, I'll watch it. Yeah, I me mean, too, same. I mean, I watched the first two, I might as well. The the story the story arc of the second one it's takes ridiculous. some turns oh. that, like... <laughs> yes, it does. Like, the shark. Yes, yeah. it's ridiculous. It, that was a little out of hand. That <laughs> was going, Like, I, when I walked out of the theater, I forgot that there's a whole portion of the movie where he's blind. Yep. Oh, yeah. You felt like the lighthouse or something? Yeah. All right. So it's a better movie to talk about after you've seen it. Yeah. It's like, it's funnier talking about how Mm -hmm. dumb it is. Yeah. Instead of just like, wow, that was like the first one where it's like everything is funny at that moment. For me, the anchor, Anchorman, the first one was. I felt I fell asleep. Admittedly, the first couple of times I watched it, I couldn't get past the zoo the zoo scene. Um, but oddly enough, for for me, for that, it was always a great movie to quote. I always had a lot of yeah. fun quoting yeah. the movie, yeah. but not necessarily. I, even looking back on it, watching it now, I'm like, eh. But I, don't, I always like that the part where it's um, uh, Jack Black's driving the the bike, gets oh an act and punched the dog yeah. off the bridge. I I lost it. That was hilarious. I mean. This burrito is delicious, but it's feeling like what? <laughs> what about why, uh, why would you say that? <laughs> and anything like non-comedy that uh, kind of grabs you? Garden State, love Garden State. Zach Braff, um, yeah. being in New Jersey, yeah, New Jerseyite, New Jerseyan, New Jersey. Yeah, I like New Jersey. Make it up, I'm Jersey. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I modeled the one music video we have mm-hmm. after that scene where he's at the party. Yeah, and um, that was like the first indie movie. I ever really fell in love. Yeah, that, I same, same for yeah. me. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm a I huge Zach Braff guy. Did you do you know about his new movie, Alex Inc. coming out? Um, no, I do not. But like, wish I was here. Yeah, huge fan yeah. of that movie. Mm-hmm. Um, He's actually a podcaster in his new movie, Alex Inc., and he podcasts his whole life. Oh wait, you know I have heard about this. Yeah, it's, yeah. it looks really good. Yeah. So assuming oh. you're a Scrubs fan. Oh yeah. Okay, good. Good. Yeah. We're we're back on now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm a huge Scrubs fan. Um, that whole cast was hilarious on Scrubs. Yeah. Oh, that, yeah. Yeah, I don't think there's a... I'm trying to think of like a character I don't like. What my, do you guys think of the last season of that? Well, mm. I'm a little biased because my speed... Like, I've speedrun video games, if you couldn't tell if anybody's ever listened to the show for four <laughs> seconds. Um, and my Twitch name is Vanilla Bear. So I'm a big Zach <laughs> yeah, Braff fan because yeah. that's his nickname in Scrubs, uh, Chocolate Bear and Vanilla Bear. And, um, the last season was too... It was a little too serious... Tried yeah. to be, and it went off the walls a little yeah. bit, or the rails, I should say. But I think it was still expected. okay. That's expected yeah. for a lot of shows. I yeah. look at like Dexter's last season, and it tainted yeah. it so hard. The only show that I feel like got the last season perfectly Breaking right Bad. was Breaking Bad. I had a feeling I was coming. See, Uh-oh. like the the band I have in, but like also everybody in general. Yeah, I have not seen Breaking Bad on at this point on purpose because it's such a tall glass to you know take in at this point, but. I know it's like one of the best shows of all time. Like I'm very conscious yeah. of that. You, sh- you should take the time. It's it's yeah. worth it. It's a tall glass, but worth the drink. Is it? <laughs> I mean, you probably see. That's what that's what I hear every time. And every, every time, like, is it? Like, like from beginning to middle to end, it's probably the you're, best show. You're ever. going to need to get some people. Some maybe so maybe not you. I don't know your taste as much, but some people are going to need to take it in. And the first season can be a little draining because the first season happened right around the writer strike of 2007. Yeah, I think um, they only had like yeah, eight, six or eight six, episodes. Six, I think, I think six I've heard about episodes. A different episode of you guys. Right, and, and so you kind of have to drive yourself through that, but. There, I mean, it's so clever that in the second season, there's four different episodes, uh, 
757, then another episode called Down, then another episode called Over, and then another episode called ABQ. And it's 747 Down Over Albuquerque. And to not give any spoilers away, the four episode titles are the main arc of the season of what happens. Wow. And that's how clever the writing is for that show. Um, We were talking to Joe Rio from Hidden in Plainview, and there's a guy who in that show homebrews, and he said – Looking at the setup in the show is exactly how you're supposed to homebrew. So that show did everything right. Yeah. It didn't have to be false. And yes, the arcs and you see Walter White turn into Heisenberg at a certain point. Yeah. You're like, this is this is badass. Yeah, it was awesome. It's so good. So I think for you, you the, I think your issue is I don't know how much free time you have, but you're not it's not a it's, one episode and done kind of thing. You're gonna want to binge it. Yeah, yeah, that's that's the thing with me. Like, I mean, I binge Stranger Things. I was able to yep. pull that off for Great seasons. Show. Yes. Cool. Binge both. Would you like better, first or second? I think first. Nice. Same. Good. But. Second was good. Nothing wrong with it. Second one was good. My only issue with it was, I think, I, from what I've read, everybody has the same issue with it. Episode seven? Is that the episode with the sister? Yep. Yes. Yeah. It's my my worst. It's my most hated episode. A lot of people think it's very artsy and like love that it went off track. I could have done without it. But like he warned me, but he he finished before I did. He warned me about it, and he's. I mean, you're not wrong. Like you, you see this girl in the first episode, yeah, and you don't see her again, yeah, and then you just see her for one episode. Like and she doesn't really play a huge like, role. In right. It. The way I said it, like I didn't have time invested in them people. I had it in the kids and stranger. Like that's where I wanted yeah. to be. I didn't want to be with that group. Yeah. So I just felt like oh, I, saw, I felt like it was almost like a little chore to get through this yeah. one. Yeah. Like I remember. Because I thought it was going to be something so much bigger than it was. Yeah, same. I rewind. I I rewound <laughs> that, that first that yeah. part of that episode, and um, was like, okay, like, what's actually going on? Realized that her powers were like slightly different, yep. and um, was like, oh, like maybe it's going to open up like a whole expanded universe, yeah. like Star Wars style, yeah. where like different people have different powers. And I mean, I guess it did touch on that. But it kind of makes because sense because she's eleven like was six or nine or whatever her eight, number eight. Yeah, I think seven or eight. One of them. I, I have to do my obligatory plug of Red Oaks. I don't know if you've ever seen that show. No. Do you have Amazon Prime? Yes. Amazon Prime Video. It's a half-hour comedy. It's about a kid in the '80s who's a tennis pro in Cherry Hill. It's fantastic. Got I, I definitely recommend that. But you know, I. I I mean, I'd probably talk about it to literally. Oh, there it is. Yeah, I forgot that. I wow. Just saw this out of the corner of my eye. Um, that's hilarious. We were talking about that on our episode. I was actually going to get that tattooed on me. Yeah, that was the, uh, the Hidden in Plain for View. For those who have heard the Joe Rio interview, that is the Hidden in Plain View poster. Now, uh, it was funny because I was telling Joe, my artist was going to add a knife to the what's behind his hand. So okay. I have that poster hanging up at my parents' house right now. Wow. Um, it's, it's so good. That's awesome. Do you know the story behind that guy? No. No that problem. is the kid from the cover of Life and Dreaming ten years later. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, when he told us that, we, we were like, oh, yeah, wow. I guess that well, makes, I guess sense. That makes sense. That makes <laughs> total sense because that was the, the Life and Dreaming ten-year tour poster. Yeah. But I always love the animation on style and yeah. that, like the neck and then the uh, the suit and it kind of looks like a bellboy a little bit. It's very Tim Burton to me. Very yeah, Tim Burton. I, I, definitely, I definitely see that. Um, what what about – so Stranger Things, da, 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 da. we talked about Game of Thrones before the show uh, yeah, a little I'm, bit. I'm not a Game of Thrones guy either. Yeah. What, I tried getting into it. I watched the first episode. It's 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 a, it's a slow burn in the and, beginning. Yeah, something like yeah, the, the insane thing that happens in the first mm-hmm. the what what episode. White Walkers. Yeah, and right. I'm just We're like probably getting pushed out too. Yeah, <laughs> and I'm just like, eh, maybe it's not for me. Yeah. My my girlfriend loves it. She took off with it after that, but that's like one we don't watch together. Usually, I watch my shows with her because, mm-hmm. like, I mean. Shameless or something like that. Oh, uh, Shameless. Love I think it's like my favorite show. I'm in there. Yeah. Shameless. I'm all caught up. Um, the Office. I've watched 
whole bunch of possible them. reboot coming. Yeah, without Steve Crow. Without Steve Crow. Which I mean, the show was fine without him as well. I mean, it took a toll. A little but bit, it wasn't but the same. I don't it think. W- yeah, definitely was not the same. But I also watched it not in real time. Mm-hmm. Like I called you it after, after the fact. I got you. so I it wasn't as big of a blow to me. Yeah, knowing it. Um, Scrubs is another huge show for me. Mm-hmm. Um, movie wise, like what you're saying, with like the, um, like fiction, nonfiction, like Star Wars, anything Star Wars is huge for of me. Course. Um, did you like the new one? Yes, I did like the new one. I saw it twice. What did you feel about when she supermaned it? <laughs> well, I'm sorry, it's Sean Carcitti. Okay. Shout out to Sean. Say, there's Use two the moments. Force. What? There's two. Here we moments. go, guys. We got. Yeah. We had to get into it a little bit. <laughs> Here we go. There's it's two... our third spoiler cast of this damn movie. <laughs> yeah. There's two moments where they could have capitalized on something very, yeah, like hit you in the gut type of things. That's the first one. If they had her, like, die mm-hmm. in that moment, that would have hit pretty yeah. hard. Yes. Yes. Um, yes. Second moment was Finn. If they would have let Finn drive into that barrel thing instead of getting of, saved one of my main complaints was finn just did nothing all like yeah. i felt he did Which, nothing i love finn as a character but if they were gonna do if like because they went that route yeah. they decided to bring that into our lives yeah. rose and finn yep. that's what we're gonna yeah. get you might as well go 100 yeah, percent with yeah. it kill yeah. them all and then you know I, I, greg touched it he's like well when rose crashed her ship like wouldn't their ships blow up it's yeah. just like it it took they me out a little bit the fuel line yeah. you know, they <laughs> made it out without a scratch the first time seeing that i was like God, they're gonna kill Finn. That, I was like, I was like, what a perfect like, sacrifice! Would, like that, would, yeah. that would have been like, okay, I would have turned around on Finn, but he since he did yeah. that, I was like, nope, he did nothing. It, it was like watching Han Solo walk onto that, that platform bridge, yeah. and realize you knew he was. It was yeah. walking the plank, yeah. basically. You're just you know? like, yeah. he's gonna die. Like I was yeah. having that you moment, and it. then you get taken out of it, and you're just like, I know you probably don't know, but me going into that, I happened to just like go on Facebook like, right before I walked in to see the the, the, the movie, and there was a. Someone screenshotted when Han had I, I walking in to go say it, and I was pissed. Yeah. Got to stay off social media, man. Yeah, yeah. I learned. I, I, learned I my did this time. I learned the same yeah. way. For me, it's sporting events. I don't like. I cannot do. I turn off social media whenever there's a sporting event that I want to watch. Yeah, and I know I'm going to miss it. For yeah. the Eagles game, I missed the first quarter last week, <laughs> and. uh DVR'd oh. it, ready to go on uh-huh. the way home, and go. Lo and behold, my wife has her phone. She doesn't care about sports, mind you. She goes to her phone and goes, "Hmm," and I'm like, "What? Oh, three nothing Falcons, pissed." Yeah, great. Let's <laughs> oh, turn the damn oh, game. Oh, second play radio. fumble. Oh, <laughs> great. So, uh, are you a gamer at all? Um, yeah, but cool. Not like not anything like Harker. Like I don't speed run. I've always uh, I might have a few questions for you on how to do that. <laughs> <laughs> Ask away. I, yeah. might, I could talk about it all day um, long. Because I watch speedruns all the time. Oh, um, my man. <laughs> very big into Nintendo. That's, um, it's my favorite. You're speaking his language. Yeah, yeah. I was going to wear my Mega Man shirt over here. I've got N64. Yep. I um, The best OG system. Yeah. Incorrect. I, Super Nintendo. But that's, that's yeah, for another. Well, that, I mean, there's so many. Yeah. yeah. For Different, reason. Game, Game Different Cube, reasons. GameCube th- is still my favorite console of yeah, all time. Yeah. Um, First, I mean, first system I had was uh, N64, Sega Dreamcast. Um, I, I think I traded my Sega Dreamcast to get a GameCube or my Nintendo 64. And then um traded that. I mean, when PS2 came out, it was kind of hard to stay away yeah. mm-hmm. at that point in had time. Had a DVD player. Yeah. yeah. Everybody wants to. So your PlayStation over Xbox? I have an Xbox 360. Mm. That's the newest system I have. Okay. I've I love it. Though. I've been telling <laughs> I've been telling my friend, my one friend Jordan, that I'm gonna buy a PS4 for 
maybe three years now. They're on sale for two fifty. You just gotta go switch them. Yeah. Cheapest they yeah, switch. But then once the switch came out, I'm like, oh, it's like the price of a PS4 used. Maybe I'll just get the switch. And, and then I and, saw the switch. Yeah. And I'm like, it's so hard to stay away from. Yeah. Them. I don't. I, God bless you for staying away from <laughs> yeah. it. It is the most addicting. When you see one in person yeah. and just how cool it is. Yep. You're playing a full Legend of Zelda game with. Yeah, he, he recently just bit, they just beat, beat it. it. So. Really? Yeah, uh, it took me a long time. Yeah, like <laughs> seventy <laughs> hours. Long time. Yeah, like, put, just for the sake of it, I would just walk around my neighborhood playing it. I, yeah, I, I put, just for the hell of it. Yeah. yeah, I ended up putting seventy-six hours, I think, into it when I had the flu. Um, <laughs> so I just beat it, and I only beat seventeen percent of the game. Wow. After I killed Ganon, got the master with seventeen. It's a huge and, game. And the thing I love about that is they put a full game out. Mm-hmm. On release date. Yep, on launch day, yep. and it and so how about this? How when you when you're at the lumber yard working? How how much downtime do you have throughout the day? Um, it always depends. At, I mean, our our there's never been one day that's like the one before. Mm-hmm. Um, every now and then it's like a few hours. We're usually there for like. And he doesn't have a switch. Well, I, 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 he probably picks up a guitar or you know sure, does something videos. productive with yeah. his life. There's. <laughs> <laughs> there, there's but at the same time, like downtime, you're still working, but because sure, there's yeah. always something to sure. do. I would yeah. say for me, my favorite part of the Switch, while Zelda's fantastic and Super Mario Odyssey is great and all that, for me, I love the downloadable small titles because if I have 20 okay. minutes to kill, if Ashley's getting ready to go out or something like that, pop on a, a small indie title, Golf Story, Super Meat Boy, whatever, Steamroll Dig 2, and just dive in for 15 minutes, eat a little bit of a chunk of it, go out to the bar, have a good time, be an adult. Yeah. <laughs> for be an adult bit. for a yeah. little bit yeah. and come back home and when she's asleep, I'm in my bed just oh, yeah. like a loser. Yeah. I love it. I also hacked my way to mm-hmm. I got the homebrew channel. Yeah. So that's my Super Nintendo and NES right now. I know somebody else who did it and and he never saw a speed run before. He's in his 40s, never saw a speed run, said, wait, you can beat Mario in five minutes. And I said, yeah, a little <laughs> bit more than that. But yeah. And he goes, show me. And all he had was a homebrewed Wii. And I'm so I'm using a Wii remote on a SNES emu, uh, emulator. Really? So I'm not even playing Super Mario Bros. on the NES version. I'm playing the All-Stars version on, on Super Nintendo, wow. which I'd never played. Well, I mean, I played when I was a kid, yeah. but not, I don't speed run on that, on that version of the game. And so I get to 4-1, and that's the easiest level in the game, and I died twice. And he goes, you suck. Like, what's <laughs> You're lying to me. I'm like, no, here is a video of me doing it on the internet. I promise you I can do it. He goes, nope, you're not doing it in front of me. I don't believe you. And it's because the Wii homebrew version, there's a little yeah, bit of input It's a lag. configuration and, and it's, well. and, and when And so if I hit B to run or if I hit A to jump, there's – Split, split second of a oh, yeah. delay and in Mario as a precision platformer you need I, literally I need every because I know second, when yeah. to jump where to jump and where yeah. the enemies are going to be see I noticed that with Super Mario World mm-hmm. which is incredibly hard for homebrew for me mm-hmm. I just got past like the second world me and my girlfriend it's taken us we've probably put three three to four hours just passing the second world damn that's how like because also because you have to turn it to the side and like to speed up you have to press the trigger and it's weird I mean, like, you guys are better than me I wouldn't even be able to beat it so <laughs> My favorite is Super Mario Maker on the Wii U, where you can create uh, your own levels. I watch videos of just people and oh, yeah. like the insane levels that make impossible make. Kaiser levels, yeah. and I, I make some pretty hard ones. And we had a, our friend Damien on the show uh, like a year ago, and like I'm known for making very hard. The people at work tell me all the time, like I'm not playing your level anymore. Like it's ridiculous. <laughs> it's just not fun. So he, I, I flipped on one of my easier levels for Damien to just play off offline, off camera, not on stream. We didn't do it on Twitch or anything, and he couldn't get past like the first jump and i was like 
hmm, I probably should reevaluate <laughs> <laughs> that these are not for these are not just for me to play, they're yeah. for everyone to play. I don't know, I just love Mario, Mega Man. That that's the stuff I could play all day. Left to right platformer, not a 3D space. Yeah. Get me to the end of the level, to the flag or the star or the whatever the hell it is at the end, and that makes me happy, which is where I got into speedrunning in the first place. Yeah. Is how fast my my theory was if Mario or whatever can only run so fast and there's a maximum speed, how can I still get them to the finish line faster than other people? What route do I need to take? And it was just interesting to watch. Yeah. And then the problem with it is you have this dude, this guy Darby, and he's a world record holder for Super Mario Bros. Four minutes, 56 seconds. And there's a video of him, his world record run, where he knocks his camera, his first world record run, knocks his camera off with his elbow and when he's celebrating, when he gets the record and all this stuff. And people put it on the internet as like a meme. And yeah. they're like, this guy beats it in five minutes. It's like, you don't – and that ticks me off because, again, I'm a nerdy, stupid speedrunner. <laughs> and I'm like, there's more to that. This guy did 21,000 attempts before he got that one wow. five-minute run. I've done I about couldn't 30, even imagine. I've done about 3,500 attempts so hit that's reset 3499 times yeah it's it's a lot i will never fr- be on the world record list <laughs> frustration beyond belief i was at one point in the top 120 I mean, at some point the 10,000 hour rule has to come into play there <sighs> Math- so- mathematically you gotta get it <laughs> yeah yeah it was it was um well i haven't i haven't speed speed ran on stream since july it's been seven months since i was yeah. streamed because again computer issues we don't have a home computer anymore so you know, yeah. you take what you can get, but I still do it in my in my spare time, and I, I absolutely love doing it. You said your first game or your first console was N sixty four. What's your favorite N sixty four game? I'm gonna go classic here, just Super Mario sixty four. Yeah. It's you can't go so wrong. you can't go wrong. It's I mean, it's just fun. Yeah. So every week, Sam and I do trivia. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm gonna give you a trivia question about Super Mario sixty four. If you get it right, Sam, you get a point. Come on down, I need it. <laughs> For a complete 100% run of Super Mario 64, how many stars do you need? Um, ooh, I did notice at some point. This is the original one. Mm-hmm. He did ask me this question. I did ask I got the same it wrong, question. but I don't remember the answer because if I did, I'd try to cheat and give it. <laughs> you know what? Is it... You can? I think I, think I minimum? might be 10 off. Is it 116? Wait, wait. Before he says anything, we usually do a thing like you get, you get like, you'll take like the answer. So you get like A, B, C, D. And you get a half a point. He does not have that option. Okay. <laughs> I, 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 I kind of want to go for it. Right. I want to put it all on the table. 120. 120. 120. Oh. 120 stars. Imagine this. I don't know why I thought 100. The world record speed run of that is under 100 minutes. Yeah. I've, I've watched that. Yeah. Also. It's incredible. Yeah. It's incredible to watch a Super Mario 64 speed run because the tricks that they do yeah. were not intended to be yeah. done. Like going through the wall backwards. That's just the, years and LB, years of playing. LBLJ. Yeah. yeah. Long it's, backwards. It just has to be. Like when I watch it, I just get amazed. Like mm-hmm. I'm just like. I can never do that. To, yeah. They had to have just been walking to each section of yep. the map just punching it. That oh, doesn't work. Let's try kicking it. Let's try <laughs> Let's try just wall jumping off of it. Like, yep. Try turning backwards and uh, like they had to try exhaust every single option. I mean, it's an art. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's time it's I don't amazing. have. I'm happy, <laughs> yeah. I'm happy to watch it. I'm not going to sit there and find those types of, of strats or skips. But yeah, and then you technically the minimum you need is 70 to get to Bowser. But 100% is 120. Uh, Dom, anything else you want to add to the to the show in general? Um, I mean, it just 
appreciate you guys talking. I mean, it's been a long oh, time. Right coming. back at you, man. Yeah, we've been trying to set this up for like three months. So yeah. I, I appreciate you uh, allowing us to come out here to beautiful Galloway, New Jersey, live in your studio. Uh, appreciate that. Appreciate you um, letting us come back in a couple weeks and, and doing this with uh, with Ace and Nick yeah. and yourself at the Lumberyard. Well. Uh, absolutely. So actually, again, that's actually on my 21st birthday. We'll bring a beer. Okay, we, might have to, we might have to bring a six. <laughs> we'll bring you a present, man. Thank you so much for taking the time. Again, uh, Dom Maggi, which is at VentNJ, um, at the Lumberyard Recording, um, at Dom Maggi, all on Instagram. Check them out. Thank you again for taking the time today. Guys, we appreciate it. This has been the special bonus episode of We Podcast and We Know Things, and we'll see you next time for episode 76. And that was The Butter King.